All right, let's do this, shall we? Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, immortal gangsters, alchemical booze, 1930s New York sensibilities, manga light novel adaptations, a unique ensemble cast, and the definitive difference between mafiosos and Camorra. Listener discretion is advised. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Episode 424, Bacano. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well and hope you're excited for another fun-filled Monger Review. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Sparkin, or some podcast and reviews about connectly enhanced narratives, is the podcast devoted to tell you about fun, geeky properties. And since this is the Monger Review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the actual production quality, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-hosts say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, and various other social media sites. Just type in Spirekin, which is S-P-I-R-A-K-N, in any search bar, and I'll guarantee you find us one way or the other. And if you like what you hear... You can always support our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Spirekin or patreon.podbean.com forward slash Spirekin to help us create more fun content for you to enjoy and support us in other ways as well and come up with new ideas for really cool podcasts, shows, and other really cool things. And finally, if you want to email me personally, you can at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com or tweet me at Spirekin or on Instagram at Spirekin. Just any social media network, just type in Spirekin, you'll find me one way or the other. And now that all that chilling is out of the way, let's actually get to the manga review because I'm excited to talk about this one because it's one of my favorite series of all time and I actually never read the manga even though I owned it. And we're talking about a manga based on a light novel by Ryogo Narita, which had 22 volumes, it's still coming out, and this is the second adaptation. The first adaptation was based on the third novel of this light novel series, and this first one, it's going over the chronological first story arc in a very different way. Now, this was written, like I said, by Ryogo Narita, but it was redone with some more art by Shinta Fukimoto, a character designed by Katsumi Inami. This is published by Square Enix, but brought over here by Yen Press, and you can get it currently available. This is a seven series that originally ran 2015 to 2017 with three volumes. And the name of this manga that we're talking about and the series that we're talking about is Bakano. Yes, that crazy wild ruckus that is an adventure, mystery, supernatural story set in 1930s New York, but it spans from 1711 through 2006, and as the name implies, tons of insanity and loud noise occurs in this very unique series. Now, the light novels cover a long period of time, but this manga series that we're talking about today, which is the three-volume set, which is their second manga series, covers the first light novel. That's all cover, so there's not too many spoilers for later on. And most people are familiar with the Flying Pussycat story arc, which was from the first manga series and from the anime. This does not cover that. This is taking place before that. So certain characters like Jacuzzi Splot, uh, the Russo family, and, well, a couple other characters who I don't want to spoil are not in this storyline. This is the basic storyline for the first story arc. And to break it down without going too spoiler heavy, in 1930s New York, several individuals get involved in weird shenanigans involving a bottle of 
potentially mystical liquor that may cause immortality, as well as some insane issues involving murderers, assassins, bootleggers, and other things. And I know that's very spoiler-free, but that's the best way to go into Bacchanal because you can't be spoiled too much about it because there are so many twists and turns in this. And it is one of the best series for character growth, in my opinion. If you're a fan of Durarara, because this was also made by Ryogo Narita, this is a great ensemble piece with so many characters that all are very different and they all stand out well. Now, because... I can't just say that. Let me get into some of the characters without going too spoiler heavy. So it's broken down into four groups who are involved in this story. We have the mysterious alchemist Silard Quantus, who is a complete asshole in his faction. You have him and some of the people who's working with, some of his clients, and then his assistant Enos, who is more than what she seems. Then we have the Martello family, who are a member of Camorra. Now, to explain Camorra, it's kind of cool. Most people think organized crime, they think mafia. Everybody is mafia. There's the Russian mafia, there's this mafia. No. Mafia talks about a specific order of organized crime. Specifically, criminals from Sicily. That's where their origin's from. They're founded in Sicily. The Camorra, or Comoristas were found in Naples, and it's kind of cool that you have both of these in here, and the Martell family is a group in Manhattan who are Comoristas. Now, the members of this Comorista family that we're talking about are our quote-unquote main character, Firo Procenzo, who is the youngest member, and he's rising up in ranks. He's a junior that may become more than what he seems, or if we're going with mafia terms or mob terms, he's going to become a made man very soon. And he's the one we're following primarily. You also have his uh, older, well, he's like a lower lieutenant, so these are the higher-ups. You have Ronnie Ciato, who is a secretary of the Martellos, who's more than what he seems. And then you have Miza Arvaro, who is the bookkeeper for the Martellos, who has a connection with uh, Zillard in a very unique way. He's also more than what he seems. He's not just the bookish bookkeeper. He's more than that. You have a couple other members, but connected to them are the Gandor family, who is a mafia family set in Little Italy, and they are connected to the Martellos because Firo was raised with the heads of this mafia family, their friends, and that is Keith, Berga, and Luck, three brothers who... Yeah, they're mobsters. Yes, they're the, the bosses of the Gandor, but they're close to Firo, and he's family to them. So it's like, yeah, they're competition, but he's the one that they're not going to mess with. They also were raised with a young boy named Claire, who shows up in a later manga. He's actually one of my favorite characters, but we're not talking about him too much because he's just an acrobat who's weird. But so you have the Gandor family, the Martello family. Um... And then you also have the Genard family, who it's, well, one character, Dallas, who is a small-time thug who is part of the Gander family because he joined them and he's a little shit. And he causes some problems because of his plan to get revenge on Firo for pissing him off. And while I did say there's four factions, we're going to include Dallas into the... Uh, into the Sillard camp, because that's where he technically was. So the final faction we have are two thieves who are completely insane, known as Isaac and Miria. Isaac 
Dean and Miria Harvent. They are these weird thieves who dress up as random people from Charlie Chaplin to baseball players to a samurai and a girl in a costume to steal random things. For example, they stole all the clocks in a store. They stole the doors to a museum. They stole all the candy. Why? Because it makes sense to them. And they get involved because they're kind of stupid, but they're also completely awesome. And they become everyone's favorite characters. And not just the audiences, the actual people in here, for the most part, they end up loving Isaac and Miria because they are so honest and, well, they're kind of earnest in their things that they're doing. Like, they say, you guys are complete idiots, but your hearts are in the right place. And that's one of the best parts about Isaac and Miria. They are truly memorable, and if you've ever seen the series, you'll love them to death. And all of these parties get involved in a strange, bizarre, dare I say, demonic situation that is caused because of these bottles of liquor that have appeared in this time. And the setting is perfect because 1930s New York is so alive and so different. And we learn so much because sensibilities are different. Things are different. You have people dealing with the stock market crash. So there's a lot of homeless people around, people trying to pull scams. You have the mob trying to assist and they're running their speakeasies and all the hidden things behind that. And you have the mob life, which works so well in this story. And this manga shows a very different side to these characters than the light novel and the anime. And that's one of the things that I really do enjoy about it is that this makes the characters multifaceted more so than the other two because you combine the three and you get a very unique picture. It's not just the same telling of the same story. It does something very different. And that's one of my favorite things about this series is that each version is slightly different and they add to the story. It's not... Just each one is the same or each one's so radically different. No, these are the sum of their parts. They work in conjunction to work together. And the art style by Shinta Fujimoto and Katsumi Inami is very relaxed. And while you could see it's early computer gen, like you could see it's a little too perfect, it fits the world so well. And the characters are drawn so great. In the first volume, you have a situation involving a serial killer that is truly different. And the way it's drawn, it's really cool. And you want to read more about this. Now, I can go on and on about this, but I'm not going to. Because I don't want to spoil any more about the story, about what happens, how it occurs, what is the setup, and how everything ends up. Just... What I'm going to say is that this is going to get our highest rating of really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will open, your soul will be forfeit to the great soul Magoo star. Even if this wasn't one of my favorite series, it's well done. It pulls you in. There are numerous characters that are unique, that are different, and all of it works so well together. And it's kind of mobby in just the right way. And the characters are all multifaceted, they're all unique, they're all different, they have their hopes, their dreams, and everybody you can tell apart. It's not, this character looks the same as this person. It's like, no, you could see the difference between the Gandor brothers, how Luck is the youngest, but he's the most serious of them. He's their tactician, and the middle one, he's kind of stupid, but he has his moments. And the oldest, he's the boss, but you see why he's the, the one who charged. It's not like he's incompetent. And... You have each character is memorable for their own reasoning. 
and that's one of the best parts about this is that it is so multifaceted and everybody even if their reasonings are evil wonderful positive or just pure stupid they all work in this world that's been realized and it's one that i truly would recommend from the bottom of my heart i think this is one of the best series out there and if you haven't read this pick it up you'll enjoy this i guarantee you and if you don't Email me, zanspocker.com. Let me know why you think this is a horrible series or why you don't like this or why you don't get it. And I know it takes a bit to build up, but it is worth the ride. The ride is a complete insane roller coaster. If you try watching the anime, you'll enjoy it. And one thing I will recommend is if you or when you watch the anime, do not skip the opening credits because it changes every single time to fit what's going on in the story. They add things that are specifically coherent to fill you in on the story so it is worth checking out and if you disagree with me feel free to email me zanspirekin.com or tweet me at spirekin with your thoughts on this series and again thank you guys for listening i always love hearing from you guys seeing you guys active remember to check out our patreon and let's actually get to the manga releases for the week and we have only eight for june 29th 2021 And I gotta admit, I'm excited for two of these because they're pretty awesome and I'm a little addicted to them. So here's what was released this week. We have Codename Sailor V Eternal Edition 1 and 2, which are also known as Sailor Moon Eternal Edition 11 and 12. We have Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash, the light novel, volume 15. If it was for my daughter, I'd even defeat a Demon Lord, the manga, volume 6. Magical Girl Sight, volume 15. Merman in My Bathtub, volume 8. That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Volume 16, and UQ Holder, Volume 22. And I've got to admit, I am excited for these, and I know it's not a huge release, but that's because this is a holiday weekend. It's July 4th in the United States, and not a lot is being released. I will say that there is a ton of stuff out right now that you can get a hold of at your local bookstore, and I'd highly recommend checking some out and buying some And I think I'm rambling a little bit, so let's actually get to the part that all of you have been enjoying and all of you love, and that's that part that we've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, that Wheel of Manga, except no substitutes. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? Well, the Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. And you can check out that list on our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash Spyro Discord. Or you can join it for the official Patreon exclusive one at our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash Spyrokin. But we have assigned a manga tile to each of the 10. What we're going to do is we're spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that's in that spot is the one we review in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 425. And I got to admit, we've got some great titles on here, some old school titles and some really new titles. So let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode, shall we? Number 10. Whoa. Okay, that's an oldie but goldie. So, 
In the next episode, I'm reviewing a manga that can be considered a precursor to Isekai series that have been coming out recently. It's one where it's someone's hopping from the past to the present. A little weird, a little different. And what is the one I'm talking about? I'm talking about Siren. Now, I've heard only a little bit about this series, so I'm going to have to hunt this down. But could be good, could be bad. We're going to have to wait to see how it goes. And everybody, thank you so much for continuing to listen to this podcast. It's kept me going for so long, and I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can because I love doing it. I love seeing your reactions. I want to give a shout out to all of our Spirekin Society members from our Konnichiwa tier to our What's Up tier. Thank all of you for helping us to create an awesome podcast and helping us continue to experiment to make more fun new things for everybody to enjoy. And speaking of which, remember to check out our Twitch stream to see our Let's Plays of Cyberpunk and soon we're going to be doing a replay of Bioshock. So stay tuned for that. And if you are a fan of YouTube, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Spirekin, to see our videos of trailer reactions, our video reviews, and a few new future episodes that are going to be connected to the James Bondathon, which has been going on since last year. We're going to be doing our top tens as videos. So you can actually see me and Greta as we talk about all the really fun content and all those really cool James Bond stuff, so stay tuned for that. But I'm digressing, I'm going on too long, so as usual, I'm your host Zan, I'm Gonsville, I'll catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. I'll see you guys later.